Blog Talk Radio. Whatever it is, it's not right on the teleprompter. I don't know what that is. I've never seen that. Okay. We'll do it live. Okay. We'll, no. we'll do it live. Fuck it. Do it live. I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live. All right, go, go. In five, four, three. hear the same old song and I don't leave the highway long enough to bog down in the mud cause I've got rambling fever in my blood what is up ladies and gentlemen it is another episode of the fuck it we'll do it live show I am one of your hosts Mr. Brad Hicks this is the ramblings of madness episode number seven here on this fine April 27th 20. 20 here, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, a lot of news to get to cover today uh, as we've had some, well, rather weird statements being put out uh, in press conferences. But before we do any lighthearted discussion, I want to let everybody know that there are right now 985,114 U.S. cases, uh, 3,117 cases in the state of Arkansas where this broadcast is uh, being produced at. This is a live show, uh, but it is in podcast form. It is archived. It is distributed on Facebook, uh, YouTube, um, iHeartRadio, and we'll get into that here in a little bit under the banner of Talk Radio 49. But want to really quickly go over some of the highlights before I bring our uh, guest, or uh, excuse me, our host in, uh, Sean Castleberry. Uh, Danny is uh, currently unavailable, so it's going to be the two of us. But we're still going to do what we do, right? That's what we do. But anyway, Trump's blue state bailout swipe prompts pushback. Who's really getting rescued? That's one of the questions that's out there. I think one of the bigger things associated with the coronavirus is that grocery stores could see meat shortages by the end of the week, but then there's no need to panic. We'll get into that because that, to me, screams panic. Holy shit, look at the toilet paper. Uh, It does say that antibody tests can't say who's immune to COVID-19, but they can say who's at risk. So... Apparently, ladies and gentlemen, if you, and this is a PSA, we don't do a lot of them, but want to say if you've had COVID-19 and you have recovered, please go down and do the antibody thing. Your plasma could help someone else who is going through or could be possibly going through the COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, Of course, the Supreme Court dodges a New York firearms case in defeat for gun rights advocates. Uh, California can check backgrounds of ammunition buyers for now. The court does rule. Um, Supreme Court ruling that Congress must pay the Obamacare insurers, as well as uh, Barr now directing prosecutors to look for state and local stay home orders that go too far. We're going to talk about that, too, because that was a big thing 
in the news this past week as protesters were saying, hey, you're going too far. What the hell? Uh, but anyway, um, there's a little going on with Amazon. I know that Sean was wanting to talk about that later on, and that may be his, you know, asshole of the week, fuck face of the week, whatever. And now journalism is under attack from the coronavirus and Donald Trump, but they say they're winning. And, of course, the Small Business uh, Payroll Protection Plan has given money to some organizations that have given back. I will stress that. They have given the money back, but it kind of shows what's wrong with the system. But now that we've done that, there's probably more news, to, and we will cover the Joe Biden scandal that has kind of broken a little bit with some going back to 1993 now with some evidence. Uh, but we're going to go ahead and bring Sean in. Sean, I know you are in your vehicle, but uh, how's right. it going, buddy? Uh, it's going great, dude. Absolutely, man. Dude, what a week. Like, this pandemic has been something, but it has totally transformed the the way that the news is out there and some of the stories that are being put out there. It's really interesting to see what civilization is, is becoming uh, because it feels different and it looks different and it sounds different. Right? You know, like we were talking about, you know, the the apocalypse movies we grew up watching and we were expecting Mad Max and The Walking Dead and different things like that and how disappointed we are. And it, it is so weird because, you know, there's not as many people out there. I mean, here I am on the freeway driving home right now and there's nobody out here. It's really creepy and eerie. But, uh, <laughs> you know, just, uh, yeah, it's... It, it, it's like you said, it just feels weird. It doesn't feel right at all. No, and, you know, uh, you know, in, in the line of work that I do, uh, you know, I work in, in public housing, and uh, it's, it's really weird that uh, you look around, and even when you go into the store, there's stickers uh, plastered on the floors. There's, you know, glass and plexiglass in front of between you and the, cashier and everybody's wearing a mask and you know and I understand that that's for the you know for the public safety and I get that but you know you almost like I'm a huge Walking Dead fan love it I uh, was pissed that Netflix hasn't put it on season 10 yet but I've gotten around that and been able to to watch it also got caught up on Breaking uh, not Breaking Bad but Better Call Saul I'm there I'm, I'm at episode 11 I hope it's tonight I'll watch it later but anyway uh it's it's crazy to think that you almost feel like the people in The Walking Dead, for instance, have it easier than we do, Sean, because at least right. they understand. But maybe they okay. Let me rewind that. Maybe they don't understand what's going on, but they have the idea and concept that here are these people, and they're you know you, they figure it out rather quickly. Here, our shit changes from one minute to the next as to what we do. And how we attack this and what it's made of and how we do it, it's insane how this is, is playing out. It really is. You know, you've got state versus state, governor versus governor, the governors versus the president, mayors versus governors. Everybody's coming up with their own rules. Everybody's doing everything else. You have the protesters that want to get out and do whatever they want to do. And it's like, holy shit, can't we just chill the fuck out for a little bit? Just like, let's enjoy it. You know, and granted, I do understand some people are out of work. Some people are suffering. They don't have any money. We need to fix that, too. Oh, yeah. 
Absolutely. Well, Sean, here's a cool part. This is the greatest part. You, you alluded to this a couple of shows ago since you joined us. I think it was episode five. But do you know that America's best Instagram quarantine celebrity is a 64-year-old Southern gay man? That is amazing. That's <laughs> awesome to me. Like, <laughs> that is so cool. Like, oh yeah, and yeah, the guy from Will and Grace. Yeah, it's it's like, wow, you know, and and some of it is funny, and it and it is a relief. Obviously, I forgot to mention. I think one of the biggest stories of the week, two of the biggest stories. And one of them I'm not going to have a problem being lighthearted about is Kim Jong-un, whose speculation intensifies over his health. Do we know? Do we not know? What do we know? You know, TMZ reported that he was dead, and usually, unfortunately, TMZ is pretty accurate, but it appears maybe that we're getting intelligence reports that, that he may not be. I mean, and to be honest with you, apparently his sister is a bigger asshole than he is, and so this could be bad. Oh, really? Uh, Yes, they said that uh, they said that she is like uh, would be ten times more apt to create a nuclear uh, environment than he would be. So wow, you that's know, really surprising. I figured it'd go the other way. I did too. I did too. But apparently, that family is rooted in in a lot of hostility, and and apparently, you know, for whatever reason, you know, they they have a distaste for. The Americans, and then obviously, let's be honest, uh, with his reputation with the female members, uh, uh, excuse me, population, you know, she's obviously going to, number one, look at him and go, oh, shit, this is your president, and potentially could be your president for the next four years. Uh, so, you know, that's something to think about when you move forward, because, you know, I don't want to go from one epidemic, one pandemic to another, to another issue. Shit, I'm ready to get back to normal. Like, damn it. You know? <laughs> no, I, I get it, man. I mean, if, if, if she takes over and it's as bad as what you say, uh, the mental instability and aggressiveness, again, that's very surprising. Um, yeah, I mean, we could be in a whole shit ton of trouble. Who knows? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, I guess we're going to delve into this. This is a lighthearted show, but there are some issues that, that you can't, be lighthearted about because of the nature of the conver- of the topic, but apparently there's been a lady uh, that came out and has given a uh, an interview, I believe, Sean, if I'm not mistaken, uh, in in detail about her uh, encounter with Joe Biden uh, back. Yes. I would I would assume back in this would have to be in the 90s or possibly the 80s. I don't I can't really recall. Um, and it was, I believe it was 93. I wouldn't, yes. Okay. You're right. And I wouldn't say it was dismissed by the media, but it has, you know, it wasn't really picked up. You know, they would make mentions of it, but obviously in this time it's going to be overshadowed to a degree with what's going on. But, and the reason I bring that up is because a lot of the conservative uh, right wingers are, Basically, and, and I think, Sean, to a degree, they have a kind of a valid point that the whole Kavanaugh thing that happened 40 years ago was was pushed on as like matter of fact, and this is being displaced. But that's, you know, I'm not I'm not here to argue the semantics of it. I just know that uh, in 1993, a phone call was made to the Larry King show, which aired live. You can actually see that on I believe some outlets have picked it up on YouTube, but uh 
yeah. basically it's this lady's mother. She's confirming this back in 1993, and you would think that as 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 attacking as the meat left, and, and I say left because Joe Biden represents that that demographic of, of political you know affiliation. You would think that they would be all over it uh, the way they attack certain other individuals, but it really doesn't seem like they're going after it too much, but I could be wrong. I've no. actually tried to stay away from the news because I'm like, you know, shit. And I got a clip, Sean, we're going to play here in a minute that we're going to talk about uh, because you just can't avoid it. But I mean, I, I just, I don't understand the whole uh, thing. And I noticed that I wanted to get your opinion real quick. There was a, there was an article that came out about the, uh, obviously, you know, Bernie Sanders has made comments and, and, and obviously he's got a, you know, a stake in the game, but uh, a lot of people have said, you know, some of these vice presidential people that have came out against Kavanaugh should not show any interest should Joe Biden tap them to be the vice presidential uh, candidate on his ticket. You know, so I just wanted your opinion on that, Sean, because I know you kind of, you have a, a an insight to, to things as well, so... Well, I look at it as a giant smorgasbord of hypocrisy all the way around. The right are attacking Joe Biden for being accused of sexual assault. And, you know, to me, that's – are you still there? Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. Oh, I just heard this weird noise. Uh, Anyway, uh, the right to – Yes, that's our our illustrious co-host. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, the the right is attacking Joe Biden for sexual assault when they have ignored, uh, you know, what Trump has been accused of, what Kavanaugh was accused of. But the left is now ignoring, you know, where's the Me Too movement? You know, we we got rid of Al yeah. Franken for, for just being a creepy motherfucker, and now he's no <laughs> longer in the Senate. But Joe Biden, you know, supposedly stuck his finger in some lady's vagina and sexually assaulted her. And it's crickets. It's fucking silence. And the hypocrisy just, it kills me, you know, at this because no one's standing up. I mean, uh, Nancy Pelosi endorsed him today. And, and I'm like, why are these women endorsing someone who's been accused of sexual assault? He shouldn't be the nomination. Let's get rid of him and, you know, put Bernie or somebody else. You know, get the mayor of New York or anybody else that hasn't fucking sniffed, you know, a bunch of women's error in front of the whole country or been accused of sexual assault. It's uh, anyway. Yeah, I'm getting too serious. But, yeah, I just it's, it's hypocrisy all the way around. It really is. And it's bullshit. Yeah, it is. It's it doesn't make any sense to me. But then again, it's 2020. And and let's be honest, has any of it made any sense? You know, Um no, this it doesn't. Is, you know, gonna, I mean, like when she first no. came out, she said that 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 he was just being, you know, creepy around her, and that there was no sexual assaults or anything. But now all of a sudden, there's sexual assault accusations, and you know, the 1993 call where her mother has called, you know, in on a talk show and is talking about it, and it's like, holy fuck, did he really do this shit? And if he did, get the fuck out of there, you know? Yeah, there's no need for that. I mean, we're uh, and, and, you know, it, it's just, I think you, you said it best. It's hypocrisy all around. 
Sean, I wanted to know something, though, and it scares the shit out of me, is that I can't remember where I read the article, but Georgia and Tennessee are like, hey, fuck it. We've had enough. We're going to open. And so they opened up kind of a soft open on Sunday, and they're going to talk about opening restaurants uh, in Tennessee today, actually, I guess would be Monday. But they had a spike of 468 cases uh, in one day. Now, whether that's related to this soft open or if that's just as the facts are coming in, you know, fuck, you know, I don't want to be in the house any more than you do. I don't want to be, you know, and I go to work every day. But I I don't want the social distancing shit. Maybe I do want social distancing from certain people. But, um, you know, no, I don't want this shit either. But you know what? Look, I don't want to to make a, a brash decision. I'm okay and I know we can't sustain it, or maybe we can, and hell, you know, maybe this is a ruse politically, but, you know, the economy right now, can, there's so much that can be done, I guess, but, uh, you know, let's not get all crazy and just, you know, we're all fucking tired of being in the house. You can only look at the walls for so long uh, before you right. start going crazy, but at the same time, I, I just go, stop. And, you know, of course, the food supply is starting to break down now, which is which? You know what? Kudos to Tyson Foods and other huge manufacturers that are starting to show concern and safety for their employees by shutting the processes down. I mean, I understand we, it's a, it's a necessity, but you know what? If I can, I'll go fucking cook some grass if it saves a life. I mean, it's going to be nasty. Maybe I can put enough spice on the shit that it works. I don't know. Right. We're all fucking vegan. This is that's what it is, Sean. I've just I figured it out. All of a sudden, we are all we're all vegans now, and it's that's what we we're being forced be. to. We're, you know, yeah. We 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 can live this way for a while. I mean, look at the Great Depression. Look at our great grandparents. You know, uh, an entire generation of people had to tighten their belts and you know do what they had to do to survive. I mean, even my great grandmother was a bootlegger between, you know, uh, England, Arkansas, and Memphis, Tennessee. And she did what she had to do to provide for her family. And that's what people have to do. I'm not telling anybody to go break the law, by the way. But, you know, we are in America in 2020. Things aren't as bad as they were back then. Uh, The government could step it up, though, and say, hey, 20 million people are unemployed. Let's get the infrastructure built. Let's get these people to work. We can put them on the highways, highway departments, do some manual labor, do anything. Get people out there to actually fix the things that are wrong with this country because that's what they did back then. So I don't know if we could, you know, get the government to do that or not, or if people just would say, fuck it, I don't want to do that. I don't know. But I mean, when you're out of work and you're running out of food and, and money, you got to do something, and they need to step up and do something quick. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And I, again, ladies and gentlemen, just happened in the news. You know, we're not going to spend an eternity, right. you know. Fuck our political views. Hell, they don't mean shit anyway. Yeah, we're not going <laughs> to preach at you all night. Sorry. <laughs> well, Sean, I'm going to uh, play this clip uh, real fast uh, for you, uh, and I want your take on this as well because this is under that whole filing system of what in the actual shit did this happen. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and play it for you uh, real quick here, about two minutes. Which I find to be very okay. interesting. So, supposing we hit the body, 
with a tremendous, uh, whether it's ultraviolet or just very powerful light. And I think you said that hasn't been checked, but you're going to test it. And then I said, supposing you brought the light inside the body, you can, which you can do either through the skin or uh, in some other way. And I think you said you're going to test that, too. Sounds interesting. Right. And then I see the disinfectant, where it knocks it out in a minute, one minute. And is there a way we can do something like that uh, by injection inside or, or almost a cleaning? Because you see it gets on the lungs, and it does a tremendous number of the lungs. So it would be interesting to check that. So that you're going to have to use medical doctors with. But it sounds, it sounds interesting to me. I would like you to speak to the medical doctors to see if there's any way that you can apply light and heat to cure, you know, if you could. And maybe you can, maybe you can't. Again, I say maybe you can, maybe you can't. I'm not a doctor, but I'm like a person that has a good, you know what. Uh, Deborah, have you ever heard of that, uh, the uh, heat and the light relative to certain viruses, yes, but relative to this virus? That is a treatment. I mean, certainly fever yeah. is a good thing when you have a fever. It helps your body respond. Mm -hmm. But not as I've not seen heat or I, I think it's a great thing to look at. I mean, if the country will be in a better place by early summer, does that mean you're going to need to extend the social distancing guidelines until then? Well, we may, and we may go beyond that. We're going to have to see where it is. And uh, I think people are going to know. You're going to know. I'm going to know. I think people are going to know just out of common sense. At some point, we won't have to do that. Is the summer sort of ebb with this virus? What would the federal government need to do to take advantage of that time to be better prepared for a possible resurgence in the fall than we were the first well, time? Well, I, I think a lot of people are going to go outside all of a sudden. People that didn't want to go outside, they'll be going. This, uh, to me, this was a very, really a very interesting meeting. We covered it in great detail. And these are incredible people at that. We could call it a laboratory because that's essentially what it is. It's a super laboratory. It's a lot of things going on at that laboratory. And so there you go, Sean, the, the president talking about fucking, fucking injecting people with, with lights and Lysol or a disinfectant. Now, um, to be fair, to be fair, he came out uh, after being called out on the carpet about it and said that it was sarcasm, that he was actually, you know, giving the reporters back what they had given him. But even if you believe that it's sarcasm, which I don't know, I've, I've talked to several different people that have gave me one answer or the other, but let's be honest. You don't say that type of thing uh when you're on a news briefing, and I think that he's actually gotten the message as well that, that uh, you know, you don't need to fucking be out there all the time doing these briefings as, you know, as he's been called upon to do. But, Sean, really? Uh, a Lysol injection right. to cure the virus? That's just one of the dumbest fucking things I've ever heard in my entire life. Right. Um, I mean, you, you, you can see him when he's looking at that board reasoning this out in his mind. He doesn't understand he, he is coming up with ideas on the fly, and he's just trying to brainstorm, you know, what can we actually do? I mean, he wants this shit over with just like anyone else. Now, I'm usually the last person to ever defend it, you know, this man at all. But, you know, he, he's, he's not scientifically smart. He doesn't know about medicine. He doesn't know about, you know, scientific medicine. 
And he's going on the fly trying to brainstorm. He made himself look dumb. And I hope it did teach him a lesson to shut the fuck up, get out of the cameras, put it, put the medical you know experts up there, and let them do their job and say what needs to be done. That's what I hope that maybe he's learned a lesson from this because he going up there and saying dumbass shit like that is just – it's embarrassing. And I felt sorry for him because it showed how ignorant he really was at that point. And I, I just hope that he just steps back and lets people do it. You know, unfortunately, when he took office, he said he was going to surround himself with the best people. He didn't. And now that's, that, that's starting to show. And he needs to step back and say, hey, let's get the experts in here and actually surround himself with the best people so that they can actually do this. I think, yeah, I think, Sean, you know, I think most people would agree that 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 support Trump, um, that you he makes it hard. He makes it fucking hard. He's like that right? one uncle that, that you have that you love to death, but he's always going out and saying shit and acting a fool, and you're like, God damn, I can only defend you so much before I just have to go, fuck. Shit, you know, and you and it's like the uncle analogy. You're like, God damn it, I, I I can't not love you, but God damn, you're making it hard on me, man. You're killing me. You know what I'm saying? It's like shit. Yes. And I mean, but no. now let me say something on the other side. And this is a message. Maybe, maybe, just maybe, this is that whole topic that we talked about, where the millennial move, the generation, and our generation, but. I harken back to the whole Tide Pod challenge, you know, and I go, holy shit, they were eating Tide Pods, and that was just for fucking fun. Why? If To me, it's asinine that, that the manufacturer of Lysol has to come out and say that that's not fucking safe. If you don't know that's not fucking safe, then um, I don't even know. Like, I don't even know where to go with that, to be honest with you, because it's, it's just fucking stupid. Why? Yeah, it also shows that he he doesn't remember things that have happened in his own lifetime, like when the Reagan administration was, you know, dealing with the AIDS epidemic, and people were talking about injecting people with bleach, and of course you can't do that. That would kill somebody. So, again, if he would just let the experts tell him what he needs to know, if he you know, has to go out there and say something, get the teleprompter out, let them type up what he needs to say and let him do it. Oh, absolutely. Well, you know what? I'm, I'm fucking done with all that shit. You know what I'm saying? And, and I hope that the right thing's done either way and that, that we get through this. Sean, we had something that we haven't had in a long time. No, not that. But we had sports, kind of, kind of, sort of. Kind of, sort of. We oh, did. yeah? Uh, we had a little draft, you know, over the oh, weekend. Yeah. It was, it was, as Kevin Seifert of ESPN sums it up very well in this one paragraph, he said, the NFL draft's industrial complex took a hit this weekend, and I mean that in the most optimistic way possible. The 2020 virtual NFL draft, and that's right, it was all virtual, revealed a level of humanity, intimacy, and Spartan aesthetics that was not only pitch perfect amid a national quarantine, but also suggestive of a new way of drafting. Now, obviously, for those that don't know, 
the draft was actually to be held in this brand new shiny stadium built in Las Vegas for the the, the Raiders who were, were going, well I think it was this year they're supposed to start playing over there. Um, now he doesn't want the NFL to have a reason to conduct a virtual draft, but some of the necessary inventions of this year's events, both instruction and philosophy, should carry on. The most significant, of course, is that the interval draft can function on something short of war footing. I mean, I watched a little bit of it. You know, of course, I'm a 49ers fan. And uh, it was so quick, 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 quick. And that's what I loved about it. You know, usually when they have the fanfare of all the fans there and all the players there and this, that, and the other, you know, it's, it fucking drags on. I mean, it's worse than my first fucking marriage. Like, Jesus, okay, it's fun to think about. God damn, can we get this over with? Like, fuck, you know? Jesus. And, uh, you know, so it was more like my honeymoon this time. Fucking bam, bam, and I'm, you know, fuck, I'm ready for spring ball shit. But anyway, what do you think about it, Sean? I mean, from a, just from a difference, it's another difference, but it was live fucking sports, and that was okay with me. It, It beats watching the, 1960s fucking World Series game again that I never watched the first time because I wasn't here. No, no, you're right about that. Um, it was it was cool, and to be to be able to watch the draft, see people in their homes, you know, like Belichick's at his kitchen table, and you're like, oh wow, that's an ugly fucking table. You have no taste. <laughs> um, but uh, you know. Uh, McVeigh, I, I got to see, you know, all the drafts that, you know, we went, you know, I, I'm an LA Rams fan. So we went from two picks to, you know, seven picks by the time it was over with did pretty good. And uh, yeah, it was just great to watch the whole process and LSU just clean house this year. You know, they tied the record for the most uh, picks for the draft. It was pretty cool. The SEC took yeah. over. Still there? That's what I say. Excuse me. That's me. It's coronavirus has infected the board, I guess. Not what I was going to say, and that's why. Hey, fuck it. We'll do it live. That's what happens. Um, exactly. No, a lot of people talk shit about what was going on, and you know, they fuck them. LSU proved us wrong, and and that's what happened. You know, there was something I was saying. I mean, it was cool, kind of. Like you said, like I'm looking right now at Bill Belichick's office or kitchen, maybe. Yeah. And I'm looking at yeah. this shit going, uh, that looks nothing like the house that, that I would have imagined. I mean, that looks like some shit straight out of, like, my neighborhood, you know? It's kind of cool to see exactly, how these people kind of do things. It, it, it really you is. Know? You, you would have thought, you know, uh, Belichick's home would look like, you know, the, 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 the big dragon castle in Game of Thrones. And, and yeah. instead of just this shoddy little kitchen table with checker marks and shit all over it, you know, it would be this grand giant marble fucking table with, you know, a big giant picture of, you know, uh, Brady's asshole so that he can kiss it every day. Oh, yeah, Brady left. Oh, uh, sorry. Um, anyway, but uh, no, I just thought that uh, – yeah, I'm looking at that, and I'm just like, God damn, this dude has no taste. It's just I, – I kept looking at that and just laughing about it. Well, I tell you right now, the one that uh, 
the one that, that now does fit the bill of uh, the bill of what I was talking about is Cliff Kingsbury, the head coach of the Arizona Cardinals, in his expansive open living room in his multi-million dollar pad. You know, he's got his loafers perched on his contemporary coffee table, you know, and uh, it's great. You know, Sean McVay, whose home had a similar patio, told reporters that Cliff had that thing set up like it was a movie for himself, <laughs> you know, and it's so here he is. He's sitting in front of his computer. He's it's really, I mean, it's fucking nice, you know. I'd like to go hang out over there sometime uh, with Cliff, even though I can't stand his Texas Tech ass, but. Um, yeah, it was almost like watching MTV Cribs. Yes, except for you didn't have the guy going, hey, this, is, this is where the magic happens, you know? <laughs> exactly. You saw where the magic happened. Yeah, well, some of these goddamn coaches, though, like I look at them and I go, that motherfucker has a red room somewhere. Yeah, exactly. It's, yeah, he's 50 shades of some shit. <laughs> You know, yeah, there's there's an Epstein chamber in there somewhere. Whoa! Oh my God! I was going to say, did you say an Epstein chamber? Yes. Is that what you said? Holy shit! Yeah. Is that a place you go hang out at? I'm just, I'm sorry. Fucking softball. You know, I had to swing at it. It's okay. It's okay. As long as he has no information on the Clintons, he'll be fucking safe. I'm just kidding. Exactly. Exactly. I don't, have, I don't have any. I don't have any information on the Clintons. I don't know shit. <laughs> I don't say. I don't say their name. I don't. Yeah. yeah whatever. Well, yeah. <laughs> no shit. And I and I and I, I'd love to go to a, a Biden presser, but I hadn't washed my hair in a while, so it might turn him off. Sorry, I'm done. That's, that's, I'm done. That's true. That's true. <laughs> But yeah, so did, did Danny? Did Danny ever join us? No, no, not today. Oh. I don't guess. So yeah, he must have got we'll, bored, we'll, cranked off about twenty times, and just passed out. Yeah, <laughs> but we got a lot to talk about. We got a lot. We got the interesting thing. The interesting thing, of course, you know, being in Arkansas. You know, Arkansas plays in the SEC, obviously home of the probably the best football team in NFL and college, the Alabama Crimson Tide. Um, of course, yeah, this coming out of the state of Oklahoma, though, for sure, because he had transferred with Tunga Toa, Toa ah, fuck it, whatever his name is. I can't pronounce it. Tavalua, fuck me running. Um, but anyway, yeah, that's Jalen Hurts. Yeah, Jalen Hurts actually being picked up uh, and I believe, if if I'm not mistaken, because the 49ers did some weird shit in their draft, right? So they traded everybody uh, around. But Jalen Hurts gets picked up. But I think the big, the big news, and a lot of people are making a big deal about it, and I'm kind of like, hey, fucker, karma's the son of a bitch. Uh, but the Packers picking up a quarterback in the first round, and now Aaron Rodgers' is fucking tampon is, is swelling up. Uh, because he's right. like, oh, you, uh, you're, you're drafted the quarterback. Hey, two words, fuckface, Brett Favre. You know, um, you know, Aaron Rodgers, what are you like? Fucking, you know, you got to be in your late 30s. Your time is coming to an end. And, uh, you know, to me personally, 
it's one of those situations where you're like, really? What are you doing? Why are you bitching? You've had a great run. Yeah. Your career's coming to an end, and that team's going to have to move on without you. Oh, and you did the same shit to Brett Favre. Exactly. I mean, uh, now I grew up a 49ers fan, was one most of my life, but one of the main reasons why I'm not anymore is because of how they throw away their players. It just it breaks your heart after a while. You know, Montana thrown away to Kansas City. Um, uh, uh, Jerry Rice thrown away to uh, the Oakland Raiders. And then Alex Smith, what, what happened to him, you know? And it's just, you know, this is what happens to quarterbacks after a while and great players. You know, they run their course, and teams have to invest in the future. And it sucks, you know, especially when you have a player that you really love. But – I mean, what can you do? I mean, dude, go play for somebody else. You got a couple of years left. Go play for the Browns, man. Well, yeah, or that, or, or, or you know, you're still you. Now, obviously, you know, with certain situations, I, and then being a 49ers fan, you know, Steve Young came in uh, toward yeah. the tail end of Joe Montana's career, and he won a Super Bowl, and he played great, he did. and it worked out. Uh, Alex Smith, you know, was replaced by Colin Kaepernick, who Kaepernick. was extremely athletic, who was extremely was mobile. A great quarterback. And yeah. Yeah, it was a great quarterback. But the problem with to me was that Kaepernick, and I think the thing that, and, 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 I, and a lot of people may know him as the cocaine wide receiver who got caught doing blow behind the footlocker in Fayetteville, but maybe people don't know him. He used to play for Jacksonville, Matt Jones. You know, when Matt Jones came to the University of Arkansas, he was you know, a fleet-footed quarterback who could fucking run around and you, you he was just faster than you thought he was. And, you know, right. he was able to elude and, and fuck people up. You know, Colin Kaepernick single-handedly beat the Green Bay Packers the year that they had Fabio at the fucking linebacker position, uh, Clay Matthews or whatever his fucking name is. Yes, um, yes. You know, because nobody could touch him. Now, as teams started adapting to that and he had to rely on being more of a pocket quarterback, you saw some inadequacies. Toppled with his, and I'll be honest with you, his kind of fucked up stance on on what he took after you're wearing a Cuba shirt, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, You know, a Castro shirt, but still, you know, I think there was some inadequacies. And it's, it's, when you're in the NFL, you go there, you make the big money, and you realize that your lifespan in that career is short. And I don't mean lifespan as in like Very. physically life, but I'm saying your your career is there and you got a certain amount of time to capitalize on it. And right. Rogers, Not every team is gonna hold on to you for twenty years like like the Miami Dolphins held on to Dan Marino. It just doesn't well, happen no, and, anymore. No, and you look at Tom Brady, for example. Tom Brady told the New England Patriots, which, you know, to me Tom Brady is is okay. Okay, so here's the example that I give for this, and this is this is how this show goes. Sean, you'd probably agree with the same thing. Tom Brady is that fucking eleven, okay? One through ten, she he, she you know it'd be that eleven, nice tits, ready to go any minute, cooks you fucking dinner, can shit beers out of her ass for you, whatever you want. You know what I'm saying? And right. you have her for twenty years of your fucking life. And then she goes, babe, I just want a little bit more of this. 
And if you don't give her a little bit more of that, then you're a fucking moron. Because exactly. he's done all that for you. And what he's done for, let's be honest, New England was something that's been out of stock for the last fucking month. And that's toilet paper before he got there. Belichick as well, but I don't get it. I, I don't get it. And then they get rid of Garoppolo to the 49ers, which I love, but it didn't make any sense. So I don't know. It's going to be interesting. Of course, everybody knows Gronkowski magically comes out of retirement uh, to join him. Yeah, he did. How cool is that, though, that your tight end is also the WWE's 24-7 champion? That's fucking awesome. It's pretty it's pretty good, dude. It's you know what I want, Sean. <laughs> what I want though, what I want is like in the middle of a fucking game, I want that dude to catch a pass over the middle, score a touchdown, and I want one of the wrestlers to pin his ass one, two, three, and take the fucking title because that twenty four seven championship can be defended anywhere. That's what I want to see. Damn, that, would that would be, be amazing. Awesome. Like, he goes right. for a touchdown. Here comes Randy Orton, the RKO out of nowhere. Boom! One, two, three. <laughs> you know, and then they get an excessive penalty and all that other shit. But anyway, um, it's going to be interesting for sure. Uh, it's just so nice to have something to talk about that doesn't involve Donald Trump, a fucking virus. Exactly. Or anything political. And it's I know. It was great, you know. Show. And the ratings were through the roof. Everybody was watching the fucking draft. It was so great. And you got to see all the coaches and all the owners and uh, the, the the commissioner, a few of the players here and there. You were just like, yeah, this is great. This is fun. And, you know, some people bitched about the whole, you know, uh, split screen and there's only like 10 people on it. But you know what it is, what it is. And it's fucking football. It's awesome. Yes, and I think that even if you're not a sports fan, you can relish in the fact that this is something new. This isn't some statistic out there. Now, obviously, we're not making light of the coronavirus. It's still prevalent, and it still needs to be addressed. But, you know, other than the fact that here in, like, let's say in the next seven months, our population is going to rise probably by about a trillion people because I I feel like there's going to be a lot of COVID babies born uh, pandemic uh, babies born uh, because people are so fucking bored that the only thing they have to do is actually sleep with their wife this time. Um, right? And you, and you know they got to stay side. They got their side piece is quarantine and social distance, so they can't bring them over. Uh, well, maybe they can't right. get into that shit, but whatever. Uh, I can't even get a main piece. So look, I'm. I'm it's okay, man. You always order. got your right hand. Look, I'm still trying to order the goddamn onion, uh, awesome blossom off the goddamn menu, and I can't even get that. What the fuck? I'm gonna try to order an entree for. You know what I mean? God damn it! I can't even get oh. the motherfucker to bring me a Dr Pepper. What the fuck? That's great. <laughs> They're like, "What do you want?" I'm like, "Dr Pepper with with no ice." Is that too much? Ah, fuck, it's too much. Never mind. Water, just, motherfucker. Just Dr. Pepper with no ice, please. Come on. Come on. Anything. Come on. Yeah, put it in that styrofoam cup. I don't give a shit. Look, and, and what, hey, what's cool, too, is uh, the Come and Go gas station, which we're not sponsored by, but I love them motherfuckers because you can get anything in that motherfucker, even dog treats now. Um, not for me, for my wonderful little puppy. Uh, but 
They actually Michael Carnahan. Uh, no, fuck him. <laughs> He's probably listening, so we're probably fired. But anyway, uh, <laughs> for y'all that don't know, Michael Carnahan is our station owner. Uh, he owns Talk Radio Forty Nine, which is where we broadcast. Now, Sean, I was trying to tell the people that are still listening uh, that we call this a podcast, but it's really yeah. not a podcast, as it's more of a a live show that has the ability to take callers. But exactly, it is archived, and so it is sort of a podcast. You know, yeah. You know, we, we're hoping that maybe you get fucking hammered, and you're just like, hey, I want to listen to something, and you click on us, and you're too drunk to turn it off. Metrics, right? Because uh, I'm too I'm too <laughs> drunk to quit talking right now. <laughs> I'm not drinking or anything. I'm just here, and I'm blabbing on at the mouth about. Absolutely nothing. Do want to let right. our listeners know, and anybody that's listening, if you happen to listen before Tuesday and you're in the state of Arkansas, there is the potential for some shitty weather um, in the state tomorrow night. So just be weather aware. Uh, and it's been been an active weather season as well, too, Sean. It's like I don't know, man. Maybe you're fucking right, dude. I'm, I keep looking in the dark, waiting for that that Walking Dead to go. Because, look, I already know. I'm that would be awesome. Your head out. No, I wouldn't, Sean, because I don't know if I could handle the horde. I, I, I don't know. And, like, if yeah, you, you can, stuck, man, all you got to do. So, so the biggest mistake that Rick and his group made when they had that beautiful fucking prison, well, there were several mistakes, but one of them was make some fucking spears and go out and, like, stab these fuckers in the head for a couple hours, right? That's all they had to do. And they kind of got into that with the whole, with the whole, through the fence. But what's the thing that, it's like when they went to Alexandria. God damn it, if you ain't seen Walking Dead by now, fuck you. Yeah. Fuck your spoilers. Yeah, exactly. Fuck you. Uh, Fuck you bitches. (laughs) But they made that, that whole spike system that was kind of patented after what you would see in, like, the World War One era. And so these fuckers exactly. get stuck on it, and they're just sitting there flopping around and shit. Um, but, you know, I don't know, Sean. That could be a whole show topic we could do is is the, the whole walk. I, think I we thought about to. that. Yes. I think like, we need to talk, we about, the talk about the walking dead. dead. Next week, yes, we'll talk about the walking dead. fucking Fuck. show. We're going to yes. talk about how, you know, innovation, what they could have done, what they couldn't have done, and that means I've exactly. got to catch up on all the mis- God damn it, all the mistakes they fucking made. Well, like everywhere up until Negan's first episode, that's when I dropped off. So I haven't seen the last two seasons. Mm, my God, what? have you not? No, not at all. It pissed me off so bad that they did that little cliffhanger with. Uh, Glenn, when he was under the dumpster, and they, they made you wait an entire summer before you could watch it again, and it turns out, no, he's okay, and then bash his fucking head in the next episode, and it's like, nah, man, that's fucked up. You just should have went ahead and killed him to begin with. Well, you know what? I'm glad you said that, because that that's actually going to be in my meme of the week, since Danny's not here right now. Well, he's here, but he's really not here. Um Yeah. I'm staring at him right now, and uh, it's, hi, it's, Danny. It's, it's 
Well, he's not going to answer you because he's Paulie from Rocky right now. Um, oh, yeah? That's yeah. a sexy little bitch. <laughs> but did you see – okay, so so did you get to the part where they signed the treaty between Alexander and the kingdom and uh, – No. Fuck no, me. I didn't you watch anything the with the one. kingdom. I, I didn't well, see any fuck. of that stuff. I, I Yeah. I well, mean, would you like no, to you can it? talk can about it you? because I'm probably no, dude. Spoil it away because I'm seriously probably not going to watch it, just because I, all I did for the years after the first season was complain about all the mistakes that they made, and it just got to the point where I just didn't enjoy the show anymore. Well, the thing that I'm referencing is is uh, around season eight, nine. Yeah. Of course, Nagin. Uh-huh. They they actually capture Nagin, and yeah. he's actually as the show progresses, he he becomes a good guy, and he helps out, um, even though he's in prison with was the he, with the priest with the one eye. Was he ever really a bad guy though? Was well, yeah, it's true though. Was he a bad guy, or was he basically a little bit more of an aggressive person than Rick Grimes? Because there's your mistake right there. Rick showed a level of civility that. Nagin didn't, but Nagin knew that, you know what, you can't trust these fucking people because this is a dog-eat-dog right? world at this point. There's nobody yes. making a fucking thing. And so, you know, yes. what I thought was cool is, you know, I was like, well, they're going on a fucking raid. They're going into places. Look, I've already said that if I woke up, and that's another show topic, that what if you woke up and there wasn't a fucking soul on earth? Like that movie, uh, I Am Legend, or what is it? And you're right? the only motherfucker on earth. Look, you know where I'm going? I'm going to drive my ass to Los Angeles. That's and a I'm big ass. I'm going to find a Yes, huge ass. And I'm going to go find the celebrity's house. And I'm going to fucking yeah? drive their Lamborghini, their Bugatti. I'm going to cannonball into their pool. You know? I mean, there's so much shit. That you could do. And then hopefully, like Zombie Land, maybe I run into Bill fucking Murray, but I won't kill him. <laughs> I don't know if you watched Zombie right? Land. I finally watched that for the I first did. time. I did. I love that run fucking into Bill movie. Murray. Fucking crazy. Yeah. And Double Tap was it's funny great. as shit, too. But now, like we said, Rick Grimes is kicking Woody Harrelson's character's ass. Rick Grimes wasn't no joke. But. Going into uh, that Rocky no, Dead I, w- I would I would disagree. I, I always thought that Rick Grimes was the worst joke. I don't know, man. I think Rick Grimes he turned into a badass. Of course, Did he though the soft side of it. What wasn't Carol always the badass? Well, you know who was the badass was Daryl. Daryl didn't fuck around. Yeah, either. but Daryl didn't fuck around, but the real badass in the first two seasons was Shane. Yeah, dude, he was Shane amazing. Lied, he lied to Rick, Rick's wife, and he's drilling that ass. And and, and right? the son is not his. It's Shane's. We know that. And Exactly. You know, a lot of people victimized uh, you know, Rick. To me, though, I don't think it was necessarily the wife's fault, you know. She probably thought Rick was dead and 
she waited a little while. She I mean, probably did. Shit happens. I mean, can I tell you? Yeah. It's the, it's, you know, people are coming it's at the end of the world. Like they're on, yeah, they're on the, the on that that flock of shit. And what do you do? Yeah, you know, I haven't seen my husband in two months. Fuck it. Fuck so, it. We'll do it live. Him, but fuck it. We'll do it live. But what I was going to tell you was. Man, they run into the, this. is so fucking cool in season nine. So all the three people, Alexander, uh, fucking the kingdom, and that other place. What was the other one? Uh, God, Hilltop. So they all make yeah. this pact. Kingdom and all that. And they're, well, check this shit out. This, they run into this. So, so all these, the three that are left, all take Maggie is not there anymore. Of course, she left the show to film a movie. They're actually making a Walking Dead movie. Anyway, Rick's gone, so they, they formed this coalition, and uh-huh. they run into this... So they go out to kill these fucking zombies, and the zombie actually anticipates their move, and the zombies are talking to each other, and so the whole premise of this thing is you're going, holy shit. The zombies have evolved. They're having communications. And it turns out... Oh, really? Yes. As it turns out, there's a group of people called... And they're led by this lady called Mother. And yes. what they do... that You know how Michonne had the, the, the zombies on a leash? Yeah. And she was able to, to dispel the other zombies because of the ones she was carrying around? Yeah, they wore well, the skins. Wh- yeah, they wore the faces of these zombies and would walk in the ho- yeah. the herd with them. Well, this this lady here, if you haven't seen it, she's a badass. She actually yeah. Killed. So you saw the heads on the stake. Well, no, when um, she was defining. I the know board. a little. I know a little bit about it from the comic books because I read all the comic books when, when, when I used to work at the, uh, the video store. And so I do know a lot about her and I know about the hordes and everything like that. And I knew that they were going to go that way with it, but I just hadn't seen it on film. Well, let me tell you something. That fucking thing has, was really good because, you know, at first you really hate you know, certain characters, and then you turn out that they're cool and you like them, and then you fall in love with Glenn, who you would think would be the first sucker to die. He actually turns out to be, you know, a pretty bad Glenn, uh, and then that red-headed yeah. fucker. And then, of course, you know, the whole... Abraham. Nagin thing. Yes, the whole Nagin thing. And then you really think that this doctor, who's not a doctor, uh, Eugene, because you're just like, what the fuck? You know, God right. damn it, Eugene. I thought you were going to save the world, and you turn out to be a fucking physics teacher in high school, and you're not even Walter White, asshole. Damn exactly. it. Exactly. Which The Walking you know, Dead is in the same universe as Breaking Bad, by the way. Is it? Yes. Uh, in fact, uh, that's something that I read about. One of the cars used in Breaking Bad shows up. It's the one that Glenn actually drives when he's in Atlanta, and it's one of the cars from Breaking Bad. And they tie the two series together. It's the same universe. Well, I tell you right now, uh, speaking of Breaking Bad, and, and this show has ADD, so we hop back and forth on different stuff. But that's, I'm that's telling true. you right now, I finally, 
I got caught up on, like I said, Better Call Saul. And so we're now on episode 11 of season five. And we are into where these are going to converge into the Walter White era of the show. Now, obviously, the premise for Better Call Saul is focused on, on Jimmy. Uh, fuck me. What's his name? Jimmy McGill. I will not. Who is, shit, thank you, Saul Goodman, who, of course, was the weasel attorney in the Breaking Bad series. This chronicles yes. his progression from Jimmy McGill to Saul Goodman. And it's so fucking good right now. And it's almost like Vince Gilligan Gillian is, is so talented in how he does things that he ha, he's slow to start. But, man, when you get in there and you get into the action, god damn, it's amazing how he ties all this shit together. He keeps you intrigued. And then the motherfucker is a cliffhanger. Because now, after season episode 10, I'm like, what happened? Fuck me, what happened? What happened? Wow, it sounds like you're running your fingers through my hair. Yes. And it hasn't moved. (laughs) (laughs) It just bounces right back into place. But, uh, no, I mean, I'll tell you, if you like Breaking Bad, it's it's a show that I would suggest watching because it does give you an insight as to how all of these characters that were in Breaking Bad Became about and how they, you know, and it, it just, it's basically, it's like Breaking Bad seasons one through five that should have been one through five and those should have been six through ten. You know, it's really good. I like it. But I'm a Breaking Bad fan, so, you know, I watched El Camino and now, you know, I'm on Better Call Saul and I've been on Better Call Saul since 2015 when it came out. Well, here's some sad news. I've only seen one episode of Breaking Bad. Damn it. I couldn't get past it, it, man. It just wasn't my thing. Well, let me tell you, I will agree that, and and I've told Danny this before, that I think I was fortunate enough. Kind of like, I'm sure, are you into the Harry Potter movies? Uh, No, I am not a homosexual. (laughs) <laughs> what? No, no disrespect to that, but uh, no, no, no. I, I, I'm not into Harry Potter. It was, it was way after my time. Well, here's the thing about that is I've seen. Uh, I was dating a girl that lit, liked the Harry Potter movies, and we sat down and watched them. But what we did was we actually watched like the sixth or seventh one. It had a lot of action in it. Uh huh. Okay. And that got me intrigued as to the other movies. Uh, had I, and I feel like this with Breaking with Breaking Bad, as I now yeah. Better Call Saul, Breaking Bad already has you hooked, so you you know you're wanting more, so you know you can withstand that. But the thing with uh, with uh, Breaking Bad was I actually caught they had a marathon going before they had the big um, what do you call it the finale. And so yeah. I watched, like, one episode of season four. I just happened to catch it uh, visiting with uh, Danny, and it had a lot of action. I was like, man, I got to check this shit out. And so I started watching it from the beginning, and I binged the shit out of it. I was actually working at the Mapco station when I was doing that. Um, but, no, yeah, yeah, they're in Chapel Ridge. But 
anyway, um, I knew what I was headed towards. And the first fucking three seasons of that are really slow. Four and five are where it's at. But you have to one, two, and three to get to four and five, or you'll never understand what's going on. Same way with the Harry Potter well, series and, and a couple other ones. You know, uh, the only series that I've never gone back and been able to watch the first two episodes was fucking Twilight. I thought the action in the second and the last one were great, and they were okay movies. I, that whole other shit, fuck that. I'm not into vampire love stories. Uh, I just want Did to you see just say Twilight? Yes, I said Twilight. I watched two episodes. Or two see or two two Mr. movies. The last two. Mister yes, take strike the, yourself roughly. Yes, take the fucking man card away. And and should I steal a line from Animal House? Thank you, sir. May I have another? Um There you go. But yes. But you know, it was one of those situations where you're like, Huh. That just ain't too bad. That the action in there wasn't too bad at all, but you know, you are sitting there kind of there's our Oh, I hear Danny. Yeah, yeah that was our uh, input of the week. Uh, oh, Danny but, boy. <laughs> but no, you go to, uh, you know, going back to The Walking Dead, though, um, I don't think that started off slow. I thought it started off rather well, and it left you on the, on the hook there when they were Handcuffed to the to the roof uh, and all of that, but oh, no, no. At the same time, no, I'm not saying that. Yeah, I'm not saying that it was slow. The first season of The Walking Dead is absolutely the best. They put a lot of money into it. They had really good writers. The story was solid. And then uh, they announced on AMC, well, they've cut the budget and they're going to do these different things. And a new showrunner came in because the first showrunner said, "Hey, man, I got a hit on here. I want more money." And they were like, fuck you, you're fired. They brought, this, they brought this asshole in here. I forget his name. I don't even want to say his name because he pissed me off so bad. The second season, you know, they did a lot of things without all of the visuals that they had in the first one. You know, like the backgrounds in Atlanta and different things like that. You know, happened on the farm. And, and, you know, they were cutting the budget because they wanted the most for their buck. And I get that. I mean, it is a business, but they really hurt the story doing that. And... You know, by the time they got to season three and they got to the prison, that's when they started to piss me off because they 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 actually thought that the people that watched the show are fucking idiots. And I'm going to give you the prime example of what, what started to piss me off about it. If you remember in the prison, they were growing food and they had a pig farm. Do you remember that? Yes. Okay. Now – the reason why that was such a crucial mistake and why they thought everyone was stupid is what was Herschel's job? Oh, shit. I'm trying to remember now. It's Herschel a was a what goddamn was veterinarian. He was a veterinarian. Yes, I, now I remember that because they were making a deal about the episode where they actually met him. He performed that surgery, yes. and yes. Rick was... Rick was irritated about that because yeah. he was like, oh, you're not a real doctor. And he was like, do you have any other fucking choice? Exactly. But what fucking veterinarian would allow you to have pigs next to your fucking food? It wouldn't goddamn happen. That never would have happened in the real universe. Herschel would have been like, hey, that's really fucking stupid. I went to school. You can't fucking do that. 
So the writers got lazy and created drama just for the show, and they didn't think that people watching it would be like, hold up, hey, I have a question. Herschel's a vet. Why would we do that? Well, see, and I guess maybe that that they were going for me because until you just mentioned that, I never even thought about it, honestly. Like, well, so they they, they, they do topic. think that everybody's going to forget these types of things, but I was the, I'm the kind of person that, that remembers really crucial things like that. Or take for example, let, let's just say we were in the zombie apocalypse. Me, you, Danny, Michael Carnahan, our families, and everything, and we're walking down the railroad tracks and we're heading towards that place. What was it called? The one at the end of the tracks when they went to it? They were oh, cooking shit. all the meat. Uh, oh my God! It was. Um... What was that? Uh, it was it was a damn it, Sean. I'm going to Google it now because now I want to know. Yeah, I forget. Uh, I forget the name of it. But like when they're getting up there, right? Here, here's here's one thing. When they went into the wood line and they they started to bury all their weapons, I was like, okay, that's smart. Now just sit there for a couple of weeks and watch what's going on. No, they didn't do that. They walked into this place. Now now Rick had military training. So did Shane. So did some of the other people that were there. Um, you wouldn't walk into that situation. They never learned anything from all the mistakes that they made. You know what I'm saying? You would have scouted that out. Sanctuary? And, yeah. You, you would have scouted that out, and you would have said, hey, let's see what the next group goes through and see what happens to them. You wouldn't have risked your own group to go in there. No, and you have, of course, you know, memorable characters like the governor. Uh, yes, which one of the best kind of ever. Job. That's kind of a fuck job in there, but uh, I mean, and this is going to be something that yes, we're doing a Walking Dead uh, discussion next week because we could go on about that shit forever, forever. Kind of like uh, Game of Thrones. Oh uh, yeah, we, we're going to do an episode on that too. That fuck fest. Yes, and I tell you right now, Game of Thrones was. Well done in the beginning. It gave you a lot. Well, that's because you want to. That's because you uh, wish you had a hot sister. Yes, yeah, well, that's weird. Um, but uh, you know the the little dwarf fucker that you know I oh my god I remember I was watching that with uh, at the time would have been my girlfriend. She's actually the one that, that uh, told me that to, we had to watch it. So we binge watched the shit out of this. She had already seen up to like season four, and she had gotten sick. And we were, you know, season seven was had just finished. We were waiting on season eight, so we were trying to catch up. We actually did it in time. We caught up to where we actually watched the live, or not live, but we watched the finale uh, together. Bullshit, by the way. Um, right. But. You know, that little dwarf dude, uh, you know, you hate that motherfucker in the beginning. You're like, Tyrion, you hate that little bastard. But then, like, he poisons the the little fucking king that I'd like to kick in his fucking face. And uh, the mom of that one chick, and you're like, fuck you. So you love Tyrion, and you, you know, actually, you, I still, uh, what's his name? His brother that was banging his sister, uh, Oh, Golden oh Rod. What was his name? Oh, oh, fucking Iron Hand. Uh, yeah. You know, you you somewhat fall, you know, kind of in the good graces of him as well, and you're like, okay, cool, and then you're like, ah, shit, and then he, but but it was that was done to where he saved a little grace, and you could understand why. But 
Sean, I got to fight some commercials real quick here or uh, Michael Carnahan's going to fucking fire us. So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we are now, damn, an hour and eight minutes have passed in the show. Uh, we'll be right back after these commercials here on Talk Radio 49. You're listening to the Fuck It, We'll Do It live show. And every Tuesday night, join Michael Carnahan and Lisa O'Brien live here on Talk Radio 49 for the Clear and Convincing Show. At 8 p.m. Central Standard Time on Tuesday nights, Michael Carnahan and Lisa O'Brien look at the most infamous cases in this country's history. Not from the court of public opinion, but from the eyes of the court. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the Clear and Convincing Show live only on Talk Radio 49 and blogtalkradio.com. Michael Carnahan here with Talk Radio 49, and listening to your favorite podcast on the go has never, ever been any easier. If you're an iPhone user, to subscribe to us on iTunes, all you have to do is search out Talk Radio 490. Go ahead and throw us a subscribe. Also, if you'd like the F It We'll Do It live show and you want to watch on YouTube, go ahead and subscribe. F It We'll Do It live show. Hit that subscribe button and hit that notification bell and you'll be notified whenever a new show pops up. Ladies and gentlemen, coming soon we will have new YouTube pages for Clear and Convincing and ASWF Aftermath as well. Once again, it's never ever been any more simple to find Talk Radio 49 content at your leisure. Every Monday night, join Sean Castleberry, Daniel Williamson, and Brad Hicks as they bring you the Fuck It! We'll Do It Live show. Ladies and gentlemen, this show will bring you a unique perspective on everything that is pop culture and everything that is relevant in the news today. That is the Fuck It! We'll Do It Live show. Live, 8 p.m. Central Standard Time, only on Talk Radio 49. State of Arizona versus Jody Ann Arias, verdict, count one. Whoa, my bad on that one. I just wanted to come back to uh, the clear and convincing intro for one time. Of course, you can catch that show again Tuesday night, 8 p.m. Central Standard Time with Lisa O'Brien and Michael Carnahan uh, as they break down court cases from the eyes of the court, not the eyes of the court of public opinion. And, Sean, I also had to play the uh, Fit Live show commercial 
just so that I could have audio proof that Michael says, fuck it, we'll do it live. And he can't get on to me for saying fuck too many fucking times. I love that. He was like, fuck it, we'll do it live. Fuck it, we'll yeah, do it live. Yeah, he said that shit with some conviction, didn't he? He's like, fuck it, we'll do it live. Like, like Haley pissed him off. Right? <laughs> you know? now, Mike, oh, look, Danny's in the studio finally. Uh, but anyway. Finally. Oh, fucking. <laughs> well, he's been in the studio this whole time. Uh, you but, know, while you were no, playing like, the commercial, I just wanted to mention real quick. I was imagining what our audience might be like if we had one and how they must be going crazy because we were talking about, you know, the, the walking dead and they were not, you know, you started talking about breaking bad and they were probably like, no, no, go back to the walking dead. Why are you talking about game of Thrones now? What the fuck is wrong with you guys? Yes. We're a bipolar show for sure. <laughs> like, if we had an audience, the key word is that if we had an audience, but you know what? Exactly. I've talked and entertained myself for fucking 41 years. Why stop now? You know what I'm saying? Fuck it. Exactly. This is awesome. <laughs> but that's the kind of shit you get. But no, I wanted visual. For, you know, I can imagine, and if he's listening, I don't give a shit. Uh, but do check that show out, Clear and Convincing. It's actually pretty good. And if you're an insomniac, it will help you go to sleep. I'm just kidding. Maybe not. Take it how you want to. I was being sarcastic. It's the greatest thing ever. That's right. Uh, anyway, <laughs> you missed my hand gestures. I, I've been studying Trump for so long. Uh, but anyway, it's huge. Yes, I miss your hand jobs. Yes, it's huge. Uh, anyway, uh, bigly. Uh, <laughs> that's what I want. God damn it. Can we get in season 11 of The Walking Dead or the fucking movie? Can Donald Trump be a goddamn one of the walkers? What about that? Uh, I don't think he has enough talent. Yeah, but I'm saying, like, if they could, like, Alec Baldwin could play his ass, and he could be like, it's going to be huge. Same fucking shit he does every goddamn week. Okay, that'd be funny. I have to admit, that'd be funny. (laughs) I would like that. (laughs) And then you got Joe Biden. I mean, you know, maybe that's the new, that's what we need, Sean. God damn it, we missed our calling alive. We need to do a parody. So you have Donald Trump as this as one of the walkers, you know, he's stumbling around, it's bigly, huge, I'm the greatest. Shut up, you're not Muhammad Ali, fuck face. But anyway. And then the only way to kill him is you have to use your Joe Biden skill and you have to sniff their fucking hair, then they die. Where the fuck would that not work? <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> I mean, and then you got you know, and then you could have, like, the, the ruler of the universe, uh, the 80-year-old Bernie Sanders, you know, the Jew guy going, it's just, just. <laughs> I mean, and then you got, then you got, like, the evil fucking, uh, uh, you know, like, you got the evil triaxis of McConnell, Schumer, and Pelosi, and they're, like, hell-bent on fucking everybody, and it'd be great. <laughs> Classic. Hillary comes out of nowhere and just kills them all. Like that, that fuck that you don't even see her. You just happen to walk by and there's a walker hanging, like with 18 cameras <laughs> pointing on it, but none of the tapes exist. <laughs> exactly. This is awesome. See, this is where creativity comes into play. I just don't have any money. Fuck. Exactly. <laughs> but uh, dude, we should we should get together at some point with a group of people. And God damn it, if, if fucking YouTube 
can get fucking subscriptions and subscribers and shit for videos. God damn it, we could put a, a, a fuck it, we'll do it live show together, like a parody movie, like a 10-minute movie, and we can make that happen. I think what we, we should do... We shoot the whole do, thing, edit it, and fucking do it. We should do Magnum P.I. as a zombie movie. Oh, my God. Who was... Was it Higgins? Was that... Now, that was... Was that the black guy? No, that was T.C. T.C. Who was the little... Who was the little rich fucker that, like, was the controller of all of it? That was Higgins. Higgins. He had the Sharpie hair. It looked like he had a Sharpie drawing his hair on. And you had Magnum, of course, fucking Tom Selleck in his... Badass '80s softball coach shorts with his tanned hairy legs, Dude, pulling in a fucking. I Ferrari swear to God, like, I will shave the beard and keep the porn stash and wear those shorts if we film it. Dude, you got video equipment, bro. You got. We could do this. We could film on location at various places. We don't have a fucking Ferrari. I think we should. I guess well, we, I don't we, o- we don't have an ocean. We don't have an ocean either. We could pretend that the, the Arkansas, Arkansas River is the ocean. Right. Well, the... Willow Beach, goddamn it. I mean, instead of a Ferrari, we'll have to have like a convertible <laughs> Chevrolet Chevette. Yeah, or a Prius. No, that's... <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, shit. And hey, we got to fucking bring in as our villain fucking Brent Ferguson, the beekeeper. Goddamn, it's classic. <laughs> Uh, where's Danny at? He hasn't saying anything. He's passed back out. Really? Yes. What did he drink That's like what he twenty does. Bacardi's today? I don't even know. I was at I was at work. I left him alone in the studio, and I don't know what he's done. Uh, I don't know. But let's get back to this movie. By the way, I wanted to tell you something. God damn it, it reminded me of Brent. I'll share it with you on Facebook. Actually, I will do that now from the uh, confines of my lovely phone. Uh, okay. But it is a, it's a fucking video that reminds me of Brent. And it's, it's uh, you know what TikTok is? You know what TikTok is? Yeah, yeah, I've uh, seen it. I mean, I, okay, I, I, so, I, I don't use it because the Chinese steal all your shit. Okay, so... There's this video of this sugar water thing right in front of a beehive, right? And so you click on this uh-huh. video, and all of a sudden these bees are flying out, and all of a sudden you hear this, and you see this one bee like flying in, and goddamn, he's coming in hot. I mean, we're talking like airplane wreck hot on the fucking runway. And he fucking banked his head off this goddamn beehive, and all you hear is, it's a fucking funniest <laughs> shit ever. I just tagged no, you on Facebook I, in it. I see it. God, that's God, great, it, dude. That. I will. I will talk for a few minutes if you can watch that real quick. Because I want your commentary <laughs> on that shit. It is hilarious, dude. So, so anyway, oh my that God, poor little bee, man. Did you see it? Did you see it? <laughs> yes, I'm watching it He's right gonna, now. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is fixing to happen? And then here comes like the Aww. fucking Ted Kennedy uh, fucking bee, you know. Fuck, excuse my reference on there. Sorry. It's all good. I mean, he, he comes in, hey, he's coming in hot, dude, like fucking shit. 
Like, he's worse than Denzel Washington in the movie Flight coming in hot. Uh, if anybody's seen that. God damn, we've gone from, like, making our own movie to talking about movies. We've talked about five or six Everywhere. shows. Hell, yeah. We're, we're the fuck it, we'll do it live show. We're on Stereo Man. There are 17,822 dots on the ceiling, and I've only covered half the ceiling. But anyway. Exactly. Uh, no, I'm just, but yeah, I think I think we need to devote next week's show to 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 fuck ups and critiques of of a show. And I think we'll what Walking Dead works. Yeah, I think we now, should talk about the Walking Dead. Me, Either that or or Tom Selleck's Camel Toe on on Magnum PI. Well, we could throw that in. That that could happen. That could happen. <laughs> But, but right. you're gonna, you're gonna, be, I'm gonna be at a disadvantage here because apparently I'm so fucking simple-minded when I watch the show that I didn't think of all these. What I would say, you know, I didn't think about the veterinarian thing. Honestly, I just kept going, man, this is crazy. Like, and sometimes you walk outside and you look, and especially in these times, you're like, I put myself in that situation, and I go, man, what would I do if all of a sudden you know, something came walking at me that was like, and I'm not talking about my ex-mother-in-law, I'm talking about a fucking zombie. Right? Oh, my, my current mother-in-law. Did I say that out loud? I, I mentioned, I name-dropped. Uh, but fuck it. My ex-wife didn't <laughs> listen to me while we were married. She ain't listening to me now. Uh, I've got three of those. I've got one and, like, a fucking slew of ex-girlfriends. <clears throat> But that's neither here nor there. That's because you're party boy. That is not true. That is not true. That is because I am a complete fucking moron and need to take a fucking class <laughs> in, um, you know, the feelings of others. You know, that, that's to be honest. Uh, you know, I, apparently I'm... But anyway, that, well, that, this isn't the goddamn Dr. Phil show. Speaking of that guy. It could be. Yeah, it could be. But speaking of that fuck face, you know, I don't yeah. know if he has kids or not, but look here, you bald motherfucker. Don't tell me how to raise kids when you fucking don't have a clue. You know, like, first of all, you you monetize the catch me outside chick. Okay, you gave her some notoriety. I don't know. Have you ever seen that? Did you I see have. that episode? Catch me outside. How about that? How about that? Yeah, look. First of all, that mom's like, hey, okay. No, I'm going to punch you in your fucking face. Yeah, you can't you abuse your child like that. that. The fuck I can't. Oh, look. It's I'm 2020. School, Come on. Look, I'm old school, dude. Catch me outside. I'm going to catch you right now. How about that? Uh, <laughs> and that piece... <laughs> Yeah, and the 10-year-old kid that slaps his mom, are you serious? My God damn. Dr. Phil's becoming the fucking Steve Harvey, or the, not Steve Harvey, the Steve-O show, or Steve show. What is that with his fucking name? Yeah, he had the Steve-O show. Guy. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, I said Steve Started Harvey. Started on Jerry Springer. I tell, you what, I tell you right now, though, Steve Harvey has my respect. He told Cuba Gooding Jr., he said, come on, man, OJ did it. We know that shit. Which, 
was hilarious, by the way. He said that? Yes. There's a clip of YouTube. It's right before it's I guess Cuba is doing the whole promo run for the people versus O. J. Simpson, which was a great fucking series yeah. on uh Fox. Uh was it, was right. it Fox? Man, it's great. Uh and anyway, you know, he's you know, he's doing the whole diplomatic approach. And Steve O's, come on, man. He said, Look, I know you're an actor, you're selling your show, and you gotta do what you do. He said, I'm a talk show host. I get paid to talk. This is what I do. We know that OJ did that shit. We know. You huh. ain't got to lie. That's pretty cool. Folks, YouTube it if you want. Uh I will I will dig it up in the archives of YouTube and I'll play it on the show next week. Just for people to All hear right. it as well. But Oh my god, dude. I couldn't believe he said it. I love Steve Harvey though. Uh his segments, I don't know if you have ever watched them. But his seg like these women and men get up there and they ask advice, you know, like, hey Steve, I'm forty and my girlfriend wants me to move in with her, but da 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 and he'll go, Quit being a player, idiot. He said, This woman loves you know, and he gives us straight street advice, you know what I'm saying? It's absolutely it's So he's incredible. like the uh he's like the Doctor Laura for players. Yeah, he's like the well but he doesn't but he's like giving you like he's giving like this one woman goes my husband's cheated on me four times. He didn't let her finish. He's like, leave that motherfucker. <laughs> you know, it's a, the way I can best describe it, and millennials, millennials may not understand it, but he's like the homie the clown. The millennials. He's the homie the clown, okay, of fucking of, uh, advice. Right. It's like, uh, Steve Harvey don't play that shit. You know what I mean? It's a total areas. Uh, how I think he, I need to listen to the guy for a couple episodes, oh. yeah. Yes. Like for real. Like you need to to catch it, and 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 it's it's it's, 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 an, it's an it's an advice segment that you have to catch. Uh, that Steve Harvey does. It's it's hilarious as hell. Um, but no, I just. So what have you been doing, Sean? How do you spend your time in quarantine these days? Um, I'm not actually quarantined. I'm lucky enough to still be employed. So I get well, to go back and forth every day to the hospital. Right. But I mean, but you do go home and you probably don't venture out into the public as you probably would before. You know, I'm the same way. I guess I'm considered a central worker because I do maintenance. Yes. I hate to bust your fucking yeah. bubbles. I'm an average ordinary motherfucker, uh, folks. But, uh, like well, legit. I didn't venture. The reason I, that, I didn't venture out in ahead. public that much anyway. I mean, I I don't. I mean, I generally hate people anyway. So True. this has been great for me. This has been so great for me because I don't have to see everybody and their dumbasses. That is true. Not that our listeners, if we had any, would be dumbasses. We love y'all, but uh, right, all, one of y'all. No, uh, and that would be the me people when I that are watching the show. That are listening to this show, they're they're rocket scientists. They're fucking Einstein. They're amazing people, and I love every one of them. The following PSA was brought to you by PBS. <laughs> <laughs> Public bullshit. Um, now, uh, the reason I ask is because, and, and I'll I'll go ahead and say it, um, and it's a plug. It, it'll be a plug. But they don't need a fucking plug. They're on the fucking WWE network. But uh, anyway, it's called right. something to wrestle with. 
It's uh, with Bruce Pritchard. If people don't know who Bruce Pritchard is, he is a uh, a uh, he used to have a he used to play an evangelical heel. He came out with a white suit and the red tie and the red man. You know, like he had been screaming, "I love you, brother!" You know, and he, that's what he played. He played an evangelical preacher, heel, the bad guy. It was pretty good, but. Um, he has a podcast that actually delves into, you know, certain pay-per-views and people. And it actually, he was also in creative and he was in head of the talent at WWE and WWF. So it gives an insight. So I've been listening to that a lot. Uh, it's really interesting to kind of get some of the backstory on what happened that you saw on television from the eighties and the nineties and shit like that. So if you're ever interested right. in something like that, ladies and gentlemen, go catch that. Uh, and the reason I brought that up is because I subscribed to it on YouTube and, a video came out uh, where he shoots on Ric Flair, and what they mean by shooting in wrestling is when somebody shoots, he, he, he. they're being real. It's not a tagline. It's not a storyline. It's a legit. They're being legit. They're being serious about it. There's no acting or stage shit at all. It's it's what happens. It's cool. It's a cool thing to listen to. Um, I've actually gotten into a lot of listening to the podcasts. Joe Rogan Experience is a good podcast that I like. Uh, from time to time, his interviews. Um, with, you know, and Joe Rogan leans a lot of left liberalism, uh, but he interviews Alex Jones, and I guess him and Alex Jones are buddies. They're buddies, but they actually, you know, Joe Rogan calls him out on some shit, and Alex Jones talks about it. Um, Then you have uh, uh, Jesse Ventura, who I've actually, I used to think he was a little fucking weird. Now I kind of like, listen, like I have to listen to his three-hour interview on the Joe Rogan experience. Sean, the dude's actually not an idiot. He's actually considering a presidential run in 2020. Is he really? That was announced today. He's looking to run for the Green Party, and he said that he is looking into it right now because he thinks that Trump is an idiot, and he thinks that Biden is an idiot. And, dude, I mean, like, he was a libertarian. He was the governor of, what, Michigan? And I've always liked the guy. I mean, he was a fucking predator. So, I mean, just for that, he has my vote. Well, it's actually Minnesota. So You're right. That, just to clarify that, our useful knowledge guy got it wrong, fucker. I did. <laughs> hey, I but can't no. be right all the time. Now – you know, does he have a legitimate shot running in the green, as, you know, in a different party system? Don't know. Uh, you know, it's been very difficult for independent parties to do anything. I think the closest one, in all honesty, that that won an actual election, or not won, but actually did damage was, was uh, Ross Perot. And I think if you go back and you yeah. listen to Ross Perot uh, in the past, you know, if you go back and you look at that situation, Bill Clinton probably has a lot to thank uh, Ross Perot for that because I think if Ross Perot had to been in the race, that Bill Clinton may have not been elected, but that's neither here nor there, honestly. <clears throat> but, you know, just a factoid of mine that I go back to. But you Sean, might be right. Uh, you might be. We got, yeah, we got 28 minutes left. You said you wanted to do uh, – a kind of a piece or a whatever on, on a certain thing. So I'm going to give you the floor, but I am going to give you this okay. intro here. One sec. I'm going to give you two. 
because we're going to kind of go into the banner of your sci-fi vision, so you can talk about that a little bit if you want to pimp that out here in a minute. Okay. So let's go ahead and okay. this one first. Here we go. Time to take a break. We present to you the muses. I'm fucking kidding. It's Sean Castleberry. Take it away, Sean. All righty. He was playing the Star Wars theme song, by the way. If any of you don't know that, if you don't, then you're an idiot. So what I wanted to talk about today, uh, if we're going to go through the SciFiVisions.com type thing, um, May 4th. May 4th is Star Wars Day. Why? Because that's when Star Wars was originally released. And on the anniversary of that, they released all the other, you know, films that came after that. So a really cool piece of news that's going to happen next week, Sunday, May 4th, Disney Plus is actually going to have all nine of the Star Wars films in the Skywalker saga. So if you're a huge geek, sci-fi fan, you love Star Wars more than anything else, you can actually wake up midnight and watch all nine movies. That's 18 hours of Star Wars straight through. So, hey, man, I'm, I might try it. I don't know. Uh, I do have to work Sunday, so I may not make it. But the rest of you guys, 18 hours of Star Wars is going to be available on Disney Plus on the 4th, so you should check it out. Now, one of the things I was going to talk about today um, you know, Brad brought up something kind of interesting as far as like listening to, to the Joe Rogan experience and different podcasts and things like that. A lot of stars have been doing little videos here and there. And one of them that I thought was really interesting this week was a star from the 80s, 90s, or I'm sorry, the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, the 2000s, and 2010. This guy's been around since uh, the early 70s. He broke big in 1978, 79, had a slew of action movies, kind of dipped down in the early 2000s, came back in 2010. Uh, He's one of the A-listers in Hollywood, one of the biggest stars in Hollywood. And right now what he's doing on his Instagram page is he's asking fans to ask him questions about his life, his career, different things like that. And it's really interesting. And um, Brad, you and I need to talk about this because how cool this guy is. Um, It's Sylvester Stallone, if you can believe that. No shit, did not know that. Did not know that. Yes, dude, yes. So I happened upon this the other day, and some of the questions were like, what's your favorite film that you ever worked on? Surprisingly, he said Rocky Balboa because it took him six years to get it made. Now, he was actually nominated for an Oscar for Rocky and Rocky Balboa. So 20 years apart, that's only happened to a few other actors that actually played the same role uh, in different movies. 
you know, throughout Hollywood history. So, you know, I started thinking about that. You know, here's a guy who's been prevalent in Hollywood all my life, since the late 70s, all the way up until today. And he's actually a really cool guy. Um, when, when you listen to him, he, he really cares about the things that he does. He gives people advice about, you know, acting, just life advice and things like that. Somebody asked him uh, yesterday, what is your secret to success in Hollywood? And he basically said, hey, look, you know, you just don't quit. You just keep going, keep going, keep going. You're going to make a flop. It's going to suck. Your career is going to die. You're just going to be nobody one day. You'll be at the top of your game, and you'll be nobody the next day. And he's like, you just don't give up. You just keep making what you love. And uh, they asked him, you know, like, what was the best shape you were ever in? He said cliffhanger, which was kind of cool. What was the worst shape you were in? He said Copland. That made me laugh, if you've ever seen Copland, because he's like a fat piece of shit in that movie. Um, But he talks (laughs) about Rambo. He talks about Rocky, you know, all the stuff that he did to make these films. And, uh, yeah, go to his Instagram page. He has all these videos just talking about personal things in his life. He's really a smart guy. You know, all these people bag on him for being stupid because of Rocky and Rambo and everything like that. When you listen to him talk and talk about the business and his life and everything, you're like, holy shit, this guy is actually really smart. I didn't say that is. You know, because you you see see Sylvester Stallone as kind of the 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 man's man. God damn, he made Over the Top, a fucking movie about arm wrestling and truck right? <laughs> So you're like, wow. I bet you, if you ask Mel Gibson though, what movie his favorite movie would be? It'd be the 1940 film The Eternal Jew. I'm I'm sorry. I bet it would. Sorry. I bet it would. <laughs> I'm fucking sorry. Yentl. It would be Yentl. <laughs> Yes. yes, favorite place. That's why he named his fucking home Auschwitz. Um, That's it. God damn, I gotta quit. I gotta quit. <laughs> Fuck him. Well, I mean, you and I grew up. You know, we're Generation X. We grew up in the seventies, the eighties, the nineties. Who was the biggest star during that time? You know, it was, it was uh, Arnold Stallone and Arnold. Arnold Schwarzenegger, Bruce Willis, Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson. Uh, lethal Weapons, you know. Danny right? Danny Glover. Uh, God damn. Uh, I guess you could say nah, you really wouldn't say I guess I guess in, in, in his realm and he transcended the sport of professional wrestling, but like Hulk Hogan was uh, was a mega star in the eighties and the early nineties. Uh, but right? yeah, it would be interesting to ask him and like I could see Really, honestly, I would have thought that Sylvester Stallone would have said the original Rocky, uh, but you would think the obvious would be the Rambo movies, but I don't know. Rocky was really good, and and I think if memory serves me correct, if I'm remembering it correctly, didn't he base the character loosely on, like, Rocky Marciano to a degree? Or was that somebody else? I think it was loosely based on that. What's interesting about Rocky and the story I love that he tells about that was like, you know, he wrote the screenplay. So he wrote Rocky. He created the character. The studios wanted to buy it for like $200,000 and he refused. He had like $116 in the bank at the time. 
He refused. He said, no, I'm going to star in this. This is my creation. I want to do it. Somebody took a chance. They gave it to him. He won an Oscar. You know, I mean, he, 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 he pushed for his dream. Now, a lot of people are like, that was the apex of his career. But it really wasn't because, you know, you had Rocky, Rocky two, Rocky three, Rocky four. He keeps going. Now you're in the, the Creed. He had Rambo all the way through to this last one, Rambo Last Blood. Uh, what, what else did he do? Demolition Man, let's, Judge Dredd. Let's see. He did uh, The Expendables. Uh, yes, Escape, four of those. Uh, Demolition Man, Rambo, uh, Over the Top, Cliffhanger. Uh, yes. the, of course, The Expendables franchise. Uh, Cobra, Copland, Tango and Cash, yes. The Specialist. Uh, I was just reading his Wikipedia page, you know, and it is crazy. Like in 1978, he does Paradise Alley, which I'm looking at Paradise Alley, and it yeah. looks like fucking the Rocky Balboa character with the fedora and the black leather jacket. Uh, right. Stop or my mom will shoot, which. <laughs> very, uh, very funny yeah, thing I mean, about that movie shit. that he talks about. Yeah, one of the funny things that he talks about was that. He ended up doing that movie because, you know, back in the day, he and Schwarzenegger had this rivalry, and they would go back and forth, and they would pitch different movies and things. So he went for Stop or My Mom Will Shoot because he wanted Schwarzenegger to get it. But before he could pull out, they signed him, and he was actually obligated to do it. So He did a movie with Dolly Parton, Rhinestone. Yeah, and he sings. That's him singing. Oh, and this movie with Henry Winkler, The Lords of Flatbush in 1974. I'm gonna have to fucking watch that now. Yeah, that There's, actually, you know, that was that was his first starring role. I mean, I, just looking at these, some of these movies like Get Carter, Oscar. Uh, he was in Staying yeah. Alive, uh, yes. Ants, uh, Escape to Victory. God bless. I did not realize that he was that. Wow! Yeah, holy shit! I mean, you remember like, back in the, a... in the in the in the nineties, he and Schwarzenegger and Bruce Willis they started Planet Hollywood. Well, and you know what, Sean? They actually say on his Wikipedia page that he has been active since nineteen sixty nine. Right. Wow! Like, and he and of course he graduated Miami Dade College and then the University of Miami. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, so the, this is this is crazy. Like, I'm just looking at uh, some of his. Uh, let's see, da, 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 da. he was a struggling actor uh, upon arriving to New York in 1969, and then later in Hollywood in '74. Right. And he won his first critically acclaimed as an actor for his co-starring role as Stanley Roselio in The Lords of Flatbush. I have never seen that, but I'm right. watching that. It's happening. It's happening. You got to watch it, man. In fact, you know that that's something that my wife and I were talking about the other day. Was that I had never seen any of the Rambo movies outside of First Blood on television, and my wife was just blown away. She was like, "Holy shit, we grew up on this shit!" So we watched First Blood together. It's really a great movie. I love that movie. Now that I've seen it all the way through with no interruptions, we tried to get First Blood Part Two. It's not available. And from what I understand, it is a fuck fest of nothing but, like, gratuitous violence and special effects and all this really corny shit. So as soon as I can, I'm going to get that. And then, of course, Rainbow 3 was just even worse than that, over the top. 
he made over the top, by the way. And then, uh, what was it? Uh, Rambo is the name of the, not last film, but the one before that, which he said he was really proud of because in between Rambo First Blood and Rambo, it's like 20 years, just like with Rocky and Rocky Balboa. So it's a labor of love on his part. I mean, here's a guy who's been in the business for 50 years, and he has been just doing everything he loves to do. And he even sells himself when he's talking to the audience. He's like, you know, I'm, I'm, they don't portray me as a smart guy. You know, I'm physically built. I do these things the way that I do them. Why would I do anything else? This is what makes me money, you know? So well, it's just really one, interesting. Hey, you need to go to his Instagram page. He actually has an uncredited role, a brief one, as a restaurant customer in the sports drama Downhill Racer in 1969, and he can be seen sitting yeah. at a table near Robert Redford and Camilla Spark. But what I find funny is that his first starring role was in the softcore pornogra- pornography feature film The Party at Kitty and Studs, where he was paid right. $200 for two days of work. Now, he later explained that he had done the film out of desperation, after he was evicted from his apartment and finding himself homeless for several days. Um, yes. He, is, he slept for – this is the crazy part is, you know, he sleeps at the Port Authority bus terminal for three weeks uh, yes. prior to seeing a casting notice for the film. So it's like, you know, everybody has their start, and, and, and I've never even seen the whole party at Kitty and Studs, but, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of people that have this whole – Shit, I don't know why I did that. Or maybe he embraces it. I don't know if anybody's ever asked him about it or not, but well, he does cool talk about that on his Instagram page. Yeah, he actually says that, you know, after he made it, it wasn't released, and then Rocky came out. Well, this studio that made that movie came to him, and they said, hey, you know what? For three $300,000, we'll let you buy the movie so that it never gets released. And he was like, fuck you. Do whatever you want. He didn't care. You know? I mean, and I thought that was kind of cool because he was like, you know what? It's something that I did. Maybe I'm not proud of it, but I did Rocky, dude. Go fuck yourself. Well, I've got, I've got, a, I've got a trivia question for you, and you may not know it, but in 1977, okay. he was nominated for two Academy Awards for Rocky, one for Best Original yes. Screenplay and one for Best Actor. He became the third man yeah. in history to receive these two nominations for the same film. Who were the other two that had that? Pretty uh, one of them. Uh, one of them was Bing Crosby. Nope. And no, Marlon Brando. Nope. Well, then I don't know. Wow, that one that one really went over my head. Charlie Chaplin and Orson Welles. Really. Holy shit. (laughs) That's uh, according to Wikipedia. And and, uh, obviously it's, uh, I'm looking at the cliff, uh, the cliff notes. Fuck me. I love cliff notes, by the way. Uh, So fucking easy. They got me through high school. Come from the 49th Academy Awards memorable moments. Um, In August 26 of 2014 is where that source came from. So he is in the elite company of Orson Welles and Charlie Chaplin as the only man to ever receive two nominations for the same movie of those two categories, which is fucking interesting. That's pretty and, cool. You know, you, you think yeah. about it, you go, God damn, Sean, we have covered a fucking wide array of topics here tonight. Like, yes, we talked about the walking dead for a while, but 
And we're going to talk about it next week. We're going to try to devote a show to it. I know it's been a while. It's still kind of out there a little bit. But I think it'd be great to talk about it, you know, make some comparative, you know, draw some comparative lines to, you know, how what we're dealing with today and how we would handle it and kind of, you know, it'd be kind of a neat little subject. But we have to. We have to do the meme of the week and our assholes of the week. We have to get that done in, in the okay. next 12 minutes. And so okay. without any introductory music, I've already played the commercial, so eat a dick, Michael Carnahan. You probably didn't enjoy it. Uh, put some fucking relish and mustard on it. Uh, just don't bite the dick that fucks you, honey. It'll be good to you. Um, I don't know where that – oh, it's a David Allen Coe song. Sorry. Anyway, um, I think – my, I don't even know. I'm going to go with my meme of the week, and it goes with The Walking Dead. I should save it for next week, but I just couldn't. And it's a picture of, of, of Nagin with his bat, Lucille, which okay. has to be a reference, which has to be a B.B. King reference. Uh, but anyway, this is a an old baseball bat with barbed wire wrapped around it. And uh, it, the meme says, Nagin. The first man to ever make an Asian eat a bat. God damn it. <laughs> you got me. You bastard. It was a good one. <laughs> it was. One. It really was. I like that. I mean, you know, and a lot of people are looking at that and they the, the, haven't watched The Walking Dead. They're going to pass that by. But as a Walking Dead, God damn, that was hilarious <laughs> I was like, are you fucking kidding that's me? That's good shit. No, that's good shit. <laughs> uh, but I guess, Sean, I'll go first. My asshole of the week, because I know you probably have a, a story to tell. But I think mine's going to be the the whole media and political machine in general, uh, based on the gotcha. whole Joe Biden thing. Because, like you said, you know, the right the right is, is hypocritical, is the left is hypocritical, and and it goes beyond that. It goes to the whole fact that the American people are out here fucking starving and they're trying to make money. And, and you know, uh, there's non-essential workers like <clears throat> I have several good friends uh, that that are that one's wife is a cosmetologist and a, and a hairdresser. And she hasn't been able to be employed, but he has a very uh, decent business going uh, in in the body shop. So. You know, he's able to supplement that income right now. Uh, but I know another good, one good. hasn't been able to work in a, in a week, you know, in, in a while. And that's – she owns a salon, you know, and, and she's taking it, you know, the best way she can. I know that you don't uh, believe in, in, in religion at all, but she's – you know, she was able to – with the time off, was able to actually go and help, uh, you know, uh, get a house ready Uh for someone that, that I know uh, and her best friend, and she was able to spend that time with her and help her remodel this house that she's renting that was completely destroyed by the previous owners, tenants, I mean. So, you know, there was a positive in all of that. But, you know, the fucking media, you know, and I say that to say this, that, you know, we have the stimulus packages and all of this, and, you know, Pelosi's trying to put $35 million into the liberal arts center, and which doesn't, coincide with the coronavirus and the Republicans are trying to pass this, this, and shit in it when that's not what it's about. And then they're, you know, each one of them's blowing up over different sexual scandals and 
so that's my asshole of the week for real. I'm, I'm just sick and tired of the whole machine right now, and it's obviously opened my eyes to the fact that, in a serious note, that that uh, we work for our government, they don't work for us. So that's my asshole of the week. Take it away, Sean. I applaud you, sir. Um, my asshole of the week, fuckface of the week, however you want to put that, Mr. Jeff Bezos, the CEO of Amazon. Now, I'm sure there's going to be a drone fly over my house and drop a bomb any second or whatever, but fuck that guy. He has all these facilities, 128 facilities open all over the United States, working his people like slaves. They're afraid to go to the bathroom. They can't unionize. Nothing that they can do to make their lives better. People are living in their cars. And, you know, they don't have homes because he doesn't pay them anything. This is the richest, most wealthiest man in the world. And here's a story that happened in one of his facilities. A man, I forget his name, and I heard this on the radio the other day, was working on a forklift. He lifted it up, had 1,200 pounds on the forks. He didn't properly secure the forks. The forks came down and folded this guy up, crushed him, and killed him. Now, they do a thing called peer um, training where it's not an official training. You don't watch a video. You don't actually go through a class. Just they call it peer because, hey, this guy's going to show you how to do this. Nothing's signed. Nothing's put on the books. The guy's not really trained or not. And this guy, unfortunately, was five feet away from another piece of equipment that he could have put those forks on and actually saved his life. Now, why he didn't do it, I don't know. Was he negligent? A little bit on his part because maybe he didn't remember that. Maybe they didn't actually help him to do that. Maybe they didn't train him to do that. No one knows because the guy's dead. Um, Anyway, because this happened in a state that Amazon was actually pitching their new headquarters in, the governor got involved, told the OSHA representative, you need to make this go away. They ended up firing that OSHA representative. All the fines, all the fees, everything was swept under the rug And that state didn't even get the Amazon headquarters. So here's a dude lost his life because of shitty training, shitty pay. Nobody gives a shit. It's all about capitalism and big money and all this bullshit. Um, Yeah, I'm done with Amazon. You know, I, I, I unfortunately have used Amazon a lot, but now looking at this story and looking at how they treat their employees and everything that they do, I'm done. I won't order anything from Amazon again, and I suggest no one else should either. Don't fucking do it because that's capitalism, okay? They fuck up. They treat their people like shit. Don't use their fucking service. Let them fucking tank. Let capitalism work the way it's supposed to. I'm done. Oh, and, you know, you're absolutely right. You know, of course, this is our unlighthearted segment of the week, and if you don't like it, I'm Right. But no, but, I mean, in the fact, too, that you look at Amazon – which offers its – I'll tell you a fucking story right now real quick. I know we got about four minutes left in the show, but I'll tell you a fucking story. So uh, this house that I was talking about had been royally trashed, and, you know, uh, <clears throat> she was looking for a disinfectant and a odor mask because apparently Michael fucking Vic lived there before her, and it smelled like fucking dog. Damn. So, yeah, so I suggested Odebane, another product that we don't endorse, but I love the shit out of it. And uh, 
you know, we I Googled it. She didn't know what it was, um, so I Googled it and showed her a picture of it on the Home Depot website. You can get a gallon of it for $8.84. So she couldn't find it on the store, so she goes and she types it on Amazon, and lo and behold, guess what? They've got a gallon of it on Amazon, but here's the problem. $64.38. Damn. That is, like, substantially higher than the 10% that constitutes gouging. Way higher than that. But they get away with it because it's the new thing, and they want to uh, put, you know, stores out of business and, and driving everything online, and I guess it's the convenience of Amazon Prime or whatever, but I agree with you. Fuck them. Fuck them. Nobody Just should use Amazon at all. No. And I'm sure they're listening. Idiot. Yeah, fuck them. How about that? <laughs> right? I mean, they're oh, all over our God. cell phones. They're all over our, our speakers, our smart TVs, all that other shit. They listen to what we say. They send us advertisements about what we're fucking talking about and everything. I'm sure I'll get some kind of fucking weird advertisement about was it you were talking about earlier handies or some shit so we'll get some like you know yeah we'll get some kind of hand lotion or some bullshit you know advertisements on our phones and tvs (laughs) here in the next few minutes you know seriously i mean we we shouldn't let them do this shit to us it sucks and they we shouldn't let them treat their people the way that they do fucking assholes and so we got two minutes left Enough time to talk about next hey. week's episode. You know what I think we should do? We should talk about The Walking Dead, but we should also not Walking. go with the with. Oh, excuse me. Woo, man, that smells like. I think dick. we should do. Yes, it did. I I know it didn't. Um, but no, I'm thinking though for for real is do a Walking Dead. We could talk about the inconsistencies, the bullshit in it, but we should also. What we should do is take every character, and we should put a politician in its place and remake The Walking Dead, and we could call it The Walking Washington. And we should fucking discuss that on the show. Like, okay, we can do your, that. Take yeah. So you know, we'll we'll get on we'll get on the messenger, and we'll we'll divvy out the the characters, and you can take a select few, and I'll take a select few, and. If we were going to make a movie, The Walking Dead, who would it be? And, and you know, fuck, we both know the quotes and shit, so we'll, we'll have an right. idea. That we'll have fun with bitch. I don't know if y'all heard that on there, but I just got told by our producer, the British bitch, that we have 90 seconds to the end of the show. It's been fun, Sean, man. We, 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 we pulled through in the clutch. We didn't have our designated hitter with us here tonight, but, man, we hope we did it justice. We didn't play a lot of music. We talked a lot of shit, and that's that's cool. Uh, again, yeah, uh, man, I had a great fun. great time tonight. Episode seven will be available on YouTube probably within the hour. But uh, Sean, man, I'm going to go ahead and call it a night, man. I think uh, we need to turn out the All lights. Right. This party's over for tonight. It is. Have a good one, man. All right, we'll see y'all later. It's the fuck it. We'll do it live show here on Talk Radio 49. Good night, everybody. Turn out the lights The party's over They say that all Good things must end Call it a night 
the part is over And tomorrow starts the same old thing again What a crazy, crazy party Never seen so many people Laughing, dancing Look at you, you're having fun But look at me, I'm almost crying But that don't keep her love from dying Misery, cause for me, the part is over Turn out the lights, the part is over (laughs) 